Hi everyone, welcome to Multifamily Mondays with me, Pam. So today I have a special surprise for you guys. We have an expert here. He's been in this industry for a long time and he's sitting down with me today to talk about five common pitfalls. I wanna introduce you guys to Peter Harris. Welcome, Peter. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on, Pam. Glad to be here. Great. Well, let's jump right into it, Peter. I think most people love hearing about how uh, experienced investors start off their first deals and whatnot. So let's talk about your first deal. Sure. Okay, sure. Yeah. You know, my first deal was actually a residential deal. It was a single family home that I converted into two units. And uh, it, was a, it was a brand new home in San Francisco and it was a four bedroom upstairs. And it was a ballroom that I converted into a one unit property because it had a separate entrance. So upstairs, I rented out for close to $4,000. Wow. Right? And then downstairs, I rented out for $1,600. So this deal will be forever remembered by me because this is a deal that afforded me to uh, knock out a, uh, a bucket list of mine. And, and I was able to, you know, I was a full-time engineer. And there's no way I could afford a 1969 Corvette Stingray classic car. But this house had enough cash flow where I was able to purchase, you know, this 1969 Corvette Stingray. I always remember this house because it allowed me to, to uh, afford this uh, beautiful car. Yeah, so that's that's amazing. It's it's always uh, an emotional touch when it's your first deal, you're able to do it. And if I recall correctly, you bought in an area that was uh, in the market that was really expensive at the time. Um, can you recall like how much the mortgage was? Were you netting uh, positive on it? Yeah, I was pretty positive. I was probably in the uh, $1,500 to $1,600 a month range uh, easily in, in capital here. Oh, that's great. And do you still have your Stingray? No, I sold the Stingray. So I uh, sold it a few years ago, got my money's worth out of it, and I moved on to bigger bigger and better things. The Stingray was a dream of mine to drive down the California coast with my son, and my goal was to make enough money where he and I could drive down the California coast, and it was accomplished. And I, I, like I said, I'll never forget this home. Wow, Peter, that's a great story to share. Now, do you still own your first deal, or have you sold it since? I sold that home and 1030 exchanged it into 18 apartment units. Ah, that's when the journey began. That's great to hear. <laughs> what is one of your biggest lessons learned there with your first deal? With the first deal, that it can be life-changing. Right. It can it can surely be life changing if you get it right. I did not do it by myself. So I had a mentor at the time who helped me, uh, you know, make his dream come true. So he told me what the mortgage should look like, how to do the cash flow. Uh, he, he, you know, it wasn't my idea to do the uh, the unit in the bottom of the uh, of, of the home. It was his idea. And that's what he gave me. You know, that unit was all cash. flow. biggest lesson there is if you want to embark upon this journey, get help. Don't think you're smart enough to do it by yourself. That's a good tip right there. And uh, since on the topic of talking about five common pitfalls today, I'm a firm believer in learning from mistakes. Can you share with us one of your most painful learning uh, mistakes? Sure, I sure can. I have a lot of them, Pam, because I've been in this business for over 20 years. <laughs> so so, uh, so early on, the one that really kind of stood out and uh, I knew I had to uh, fix this or I won't be able to grow to where I am today, right? And the biggest pitfall back then was I gave too much leeway to my property manager. And uh, here I am on the e on the West Coast and the property was on the East Coast, uh -huh. right? And it was, a, it was a smaller apartment building. So luckily, you know, it didn't hurt me too much. 
But uh, I gave him so much leeway because I trusted him that the building ended up being boarded up. I still had to pay the taxes, the mortgage, insurance, utilities, all those things. But I had no tenants because I gave this guy too much leeway. So, uh, so what I learned from that is I needed to learn how to manage the management effectively. At so, what uh, point did you figure that something's going on? We have a red flag. What was kind of the tipping of the iceberg for you? Probably when I caught him in a, in a, in a bold-faced lie, right? Huh. And uh, here's what I, I trusted this guy, his company, and he, he, I just caught him in a lie. And I realized, wow, here he is. I thought he was a nice guy, good guy. He completely lied to me. And then at that point, it was too late, right? Too late. And the building was on the verge of being boarded up. So I, I allowed it to be boarded up until springtime, until the snow could melt and we can get everything going again. But man, every day until, you know, May, I was reminded of my, my shortfall, that huge mistake I made. So um, I made it my, you know, my life journey to learn how to manage property managers effectively. You know, at that time, Pam, I was still a full-time engineer, so I could not, uh, you know, do full-time property management, right? I didn't leave my job yet. Right. So I, I learned, uh, you know, what I call the four M's, kind of what I teach now, the four M's of, of property management, whereas where you have to have and be able to monitor right, uh, and have systems for the four M's. I call them money, the management, marketing and maintenance. So those four M's, you have to watch like a hawk. You know, over your property manager. Right. And I think you, you and I talked about this before, too, you know, your properties. And you're you're doing a great job because you, you manage all four very well from uh from where you are well thank you peter i i learned from from your mistakes so thank you for passing that on to to us <laughs> us youngins here now uh speaking of that that big painful experience there did you end up flying yourself out there and i know you're working full-time so that's hard you can't just fly out on a whim so what did you end up doing to kind of remedy the situation so i i kept them on because the buildings boarded up kept them on just to keep them on in the meantime in the background I interviewed other companies that uh, I end up uh, hiring and I had those guys on for 10 years. So they're really, so uh, one of the things you can learn is if you find a good property management company that has integrity and really know their things, you can grow a nice portfolio around, you know, that company. So I, I was able to buy quite a few of the properties in that area uh, because I had a solid property management company. Great. That's good to hear. And I, and you touched on it um right here is that having integrity, that's one of the traits that I wrote about on a Forbes article recently. It's, it's, a, it's a make or break situation. You can, you can learn all the technical stuff, but if you don't operate with integrity, unfortunately, you're just yep. not gonna be working with success. Uh, so thank you for sharing that experience, Peter. Now, I guess I have another question because we're talking about pitfalls today and, and lessons learned is if you can go back and give 25-year-old Peter Harris some solid advice, what solid advice would you give that 25-year-old Peter? Wow, I was 25 years old. So I was an engineer. And uh, so I was sitting, I was living at my parents' house because a few years ago, I, I got divorced and gave everything to my, to my ex-wife, right? So I was pretty much starting over at, uh, you know, at maybe at that age. Uh -huh. And uh, so, um, so, so from 25 years old, if I can go back, I would tell myself to uh, Pete, uh, don't play it so safe because you're young, right? You can, you can make mistakes so you can get better, right? And then 
now I'm older now, I realize that mistakes are the highest form of learning, right? And I would not be where I am today with all that I own and have because of what I learned um, uh, from my mistakes, right? So, uh, so I would say, you know, don't play it so safe when you're young. Go out there and, you know, fail early, fail fast so you can learn because those mistakes, they, they you know, rack up in wisdom so that when you get older and you jump back into the game, you know how to uh, play the game correctly. So don't play it so safe. That's some great solid advice right there. You've seen all types of students, Peter. So I, you know, you, you have students all over the world here. What, what are some key characteristics you see in most of your successful students? Sure, sure. It, uh, it, it, you know, I get this question a lot. It boils down to two things, Pam. Always does. Always does, right? Number one is perseverance. You have to be able to persevere in this business. This real estate business, especially multifamily, it's not easy. It's not easy. There are many things that want to tell you to stop. Many things. I can go down the list, right? And you know them too, right? <laughs> Just make you want to give up. Yes. And so number one is perseverance. You need to have that spirit of perseverance that uh, I won't give up, I won't quit, I won't quit attitude. You have to have that, right? And then uh, number two is you have to be coachable, right? I can't tell you how many people I had that are, they were, they were too smart, right? And they think they knew it all. And then, um, uh, and then they would go away. They would not succeed in this business because they did not want to be found out that they actually didn't know. So rather and tell me, hey, Peter, you know, um, you know, thank you for teaching me this. I didn't know this, and, you know, I'm failing in, in this regard. Can you help me? Rather than say that, they would just disappear because they didn't want to admit that they didn't know something. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah so, yeah, so not being coachable is, uh, you know, so, so being coachable is a great character, characteristic to have. And, um, and the second one of equal importance is perseverance. Got it. Okay. Yes. Cause you can't give up when the, oh, well, as you said it very well is that there are many moments that you can just easily walk away because it does get hard. Um, so on that note, what are some pitfalls that you see your students falling into time and time again, that kind of keep them from taking off and taking the first steps to acquiring a property aside from not being coachable? Sure. Sure. You know, I, I kind of go back to, you know, if, you know, they don't have, um, you know, success, they probably give it up too early, right? It really comes down to that, Pam, because I do a lot of coaching. People pay me a lot of money to help them coach. And uh, so, you know, they give up too early. Something didn't work out in the first three months. They give up. It's not for me, right? And then that's not the way life works. Right. <laughs> that's the way it works. Yeah, right. You can't give up too early. And then the other um, pitfall I would say would be, you know, not, uh, you know, not paying for good advice or good advisors, right? You can't learn everything from YouTube or books. You can't, right? You just can't. And uh, the other thing I would say would be to, um, you know, uh, the other pitfall, not doing or, or doing a poor job of, of, of how to evaluate a, a, an apartment building. You know, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it. A lot of practice. Right. No matter how smart you are, no matter what degrees you have, no matter what PhDs you have, right? The only way to precisely uh, evaluate apartment building is to have experience. You have to do it a lot. 
Right. And I, I think that just with anything, right, like even as simple as riding a bicycle, and I'm, I'm giving that as an example today, because that's what I'm trying to teach my one of my sons. And, you know, it's just, hey, let's try again tomorrow. Just get up and try again. Keep practicing and you'll get there. Yep. Right. And it's just it's, it's, a, it's just a lack of practice. Right. Now, on, on a follow up on that question there is, um, you know, what is a practical small step? That someone right now, today, at this moment, listening, well, after they finish listening to us here, what is that one small step they can make today to get ahead or get a start on commercial real estate investing? Oh, easy. Start small, Pam. Start small. You don't have to do the 100-unit apartment building or the, uh, you know, the 10,000-square-foot medical office building start small, you know, start with a fourplex, start with a fiveplex, right? Start with a small storage building, start really, really small, just so you can get a foot in the door to see how it works. Because, you know, the, the management side, the marketing side, the maintenance side, and the money side, those, those, those four categories are the same for fourplex as it is for a hundred unit. So learn on the smaller complex first, and then take what you learn because it totally 100% translates to the larger units. So uh, start small, number one. And the other thing I can share is that I want everyone out there that wants to get into multifamily or into commercial is to realize that real estate investing is what we call a long game, right? It's a long game. It takes time to create real, real wealth. It took me years. It takes my client years. It, it, it took you years, right? It wasn't a three-month or a six-month jump into you leaving your job. It took a, it took quite a while, right? Right. And uh, so real estate investing is a long game. And if you stay in it long enough, you do it well, Pam, in 10 years, your life can be transformed for the rest of your life and your kid's life if you stick with it for 10 years and, at minimum. And right? that's so where I'm at right now. And I appreciate yeah. you saying that because this is where I remember you telling me so long ago that one day you'll be in a position to want to give back. And I didn't believe you then, but I, I see it now. It's been 10 years on this yep. journey with you, yep. with you along the way as well. So, well, thank you so much, Peter, for all these tips. And if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to contact us as well. We'll put all the information on our description and we look forward to speaking to you again soon.